What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. That time again, boys and girls, fatherhoods, we got a special guest for y'all today. Um, He is a prolific artist in the hip hop realm. He is an author. He is a business owner, at least one. I think you invest in other businesses as well, but he, he is a founder and I don't know if you call yourself the CEO, but he's that dude at Reach Records. Uh, and he's, I don't know, your, your career has, has spanned so many years, but he has been synonymous with Christian rap, although I don't, I don't put him in that box. Um, that's, I think, what he's been kind of known for. Um, without further ado, man, it's Lecrae. Yes, sir. You, don't, don't forget about those Grammy Awards back there, too. Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> Yo, thank you for taking the time. I don't know if you're in the middle of a tour, off tour. Hopefully, things are kind of chill for you right now. But you yeah. got three kids, so I don't think anything is ever really chill. Ain't never chill, bro. Ain't <laughs> never chill. Never dull moment. You know what I mean? So. Well, hey, Manny, one, one, one thing to note, just to before we jump into that, just on the music tip, I think what's interesting with Lecrae is that I, I think at least from, I guess we're all probably similar age range, but in this age range, there's always been um, when we talk about music and secular music um, and popular music, there's always been kind of this bucket of, okay, it's Christian rock or it's Christian metal, Christian rap. And it's always been its own thing kind of in the fringes. Um Lecrae, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of people's opinions, you know, you 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 managed because you just make dope music. You managed to get out of that category, and you know, you're you're a hip hop artist. You're a music artist as opposed to you know being in a bucket over there. So yeah. I just want to I want to make that known because I think that was something that was special when you came out. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it worked hard to be the bridge. You know what I'm yep. saying? To, and how how has point. that been? Because that's a difficult thing, right? Like you, you're it's a tug and pull. You're in a in a genre that is almost like anti-Christian in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. So so you got that fight. You've probably got your own like you know your Christian followers who mm-hmm. may take issue with you sometimes because your your bars like. They they go all over the map, right? Like you are hardcore lyricist. You're not like I, I don't even want to name anybody, but like you know what I'm saying. So like this yeah, this I'm, kind of adversity, a conflict. How do you navigate all of that? But before, but also just real quick, I think the the other part of of it all is that it really just boils down to the message, right? And and you know you can call anything all kinds of different things, um, but the beauty that I always saw in hip hop and the music is that you could deliver a wide variety of messages. And it's just kind of depending on how creative you are and how you let those words and the message seep into to people, the listeners. And so, you know, the idea that it's Christian rap isn't necessarily different because you're just delivering a message and, and the way you've managed to deliver that message is a little different. So that's cool to me. Yeah, it's all it's it's all about kind of the way you see the world, you know what I mean? And that's going to come out in your music. I think a lot of times we put people in these boxes and categories 
you know, because that's what we've been conditioned to do. I'll never forget running into Erica Badu at a um at a hotel and she was kicking in with Lil Flip. And my brain was like, yo, what, do, what are you doing hanging with Lil Flip? You know what I mean? Like, why are you with Lil Flip? Because I in my I have my mind conditioned to who she was and based off of what I understood. And I asked her, I said, yo, why are you hanging with Lil Flip? And she said, you know, because that's my nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and that really transformed something in my brain at the time. You know, I was, I remember being a kid and just that did something for me. But I think what, like what you're saying is um, hip hop has always been about authenticity and expressing who you are. You go from uh, conscious, you know, lyrics and people not wanting to be in the backpacker community, you know, like get me out of that category. I just want to spit to artists who are like, you know, I'm not a gangster, but I'm just reporting what I see in the streets, you know, but that's, that doesn't mean I'm a, I'm a gangster or killer. And, and so I think these boxes, the boxes, in my opinion, is what got Tupac killed. You know, it's like he wasn't allowed to be the fullness of who he was. He had to just, I got to be, you know, uh, this gangster, you know, because that's what people have this expectation of me. And I'm not allowed to tap into the thought provoking Black Panther raised person that I am. I got to just stick with this because this is what death row, this is what sells. Um, and so for me, uh, I think I found a freedom early on to just be like, yo, I'm a, I'm gonna just be me. I'm not trying to be nothing. I'm not trying to be the Christian dude in the, the, the church kid who raps and I'm not trying to be, you know, the rapper who's trying to act churchy. I'm just being authentically me. I'm a product of growing up in hip hop who had a spiritual transformation. And, um, you know, uh, that's, that's where you hear me. That's, you know, so I think I think categories grab me before I grab them. People say, oh, you belong with us. Yeah. And, and then that's kind of how it takes off. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. I, I'll be honest. It confused me. Right. Like me being like a hip hop head, 90s, like Biggie, Pac, you know, you, all of that. Right. And then I hear about you, Andy Minio, and I'm like, totally confused because i'm i'm expecting preach right like preaching right and and it it caught me like this moment in my life where actually do you know who really set it off for me before i discovered striper that's who you were listening (laughs) (laughs) no it was a it was a miami-based duo named social club oh yeah 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 so my cousin was managing them for a little bit and yeah super like christian and you know like you know she's about her faith yeah and she introduced me to them and she's like she knows i'm a hardcore hip-hop head i'm a catholic by trade but i'm not like super devout like she is and then she says yo you love hip-hop you're gonna love these dudes right you know right away i'm like "Eh." and as soon as i started listening i was like blown away and then i found andy then i found you and we, we took it so my kid's first concert ever my oldest was a social club concert in California. Wow. And it was the most amazing experience. Cause if as a parent, if yeah. like the ideal combination to have her be a part of at mm-hmm. such a young age to entertain her, but she had, she took a liking to hip hop. Right. So that felt just like the right. And it was, it was so dope. Yeah. Yeah. It, it fits because you got to remember hip hop historically was about it wasn't about promoting chaos. It was reporting the chaos and it did have a moral mm-hmm. standard. You know, there was a moral grounding, a code, so to speak of ethics. And that's all you ever wanted, you know, your kids to have is like, Hey, 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 we got rules here and then we got ethics here. So I think it is that good bridge, you know, musically to listen to with your kids, because I don't one, I don't want my kids to not appreciate quality music and quality hip hop. And two, I don't want my, you know, it's like the fight, like we can go old school and listen to to stuff that I grew up on and I'm able to break down what's being said, but then their generation, especially my 15 year old, he can even acknowledge, he's like, nah, it's not about skill. It's about popularity and virality. Ooh. And so 
most of these kids haven't had enough time to process what's even going on in their lives. They just they're just rapping about it. It goes viral and everybody's listening to it. And it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to have any value system. It's just like, you know, you know, uh, the blind leading the blind. So I like that. You know, what I mean, like that you was able to to connect with your kids, you know, musically that way, because it's like, yo, you don't have to sacrifice the quality. But at the same time, at least it can stand for something. But just think some of the some of the best hip hop that is ever made, for for lack of a better term, is religious in a sense. Just think about all the the five percent, the gods and yeah. earths, the yeah. all the music that came out at that in that period. Brand Nubian, mm-hmm. Wu Tang. You know, it was like, but it, again, so so this is the thing for me. When I first had my spiritual transformation and I began to care more <clears throat> about you know, ethics and morality and health. And, and just, I was, my, my eyes were open consciousness, so to speak. I gravitated cause all I knew was hip hop yeah. and I didn't know there was a Christian rap. So I just started listening to more common, more to live, more Lauren Hill, more black star. And that was my, you know, miseducation Lauren Hill was what I call my first gospel album. You know what I'm saying? Because it, of what it communicated and so um, that's the 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 roadmap that I had as an artist, and I know what it did for me. And so it's the same thing I'm trying to provide for my kids and for other people's kids. You know, what was the? Um, I'm assuming there was a lead up, but was there one thing in particular that led for you to awaken and have that switch? Yeah. So this the crazy part about it for me was um, I, I I wasn't raised in church. You know, free thinking mom. Um, she was like, be a free thinker, you know, explore kind of, she grew up in a very religious household and it was, it was more rules than it was like relationship with God. It was like, follow these rules. And she, she wasn't rocking with that. So, um, I went off to school. Oh, what's going on? What's yeah. good, what's good. He offended uh, the building. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I went off to school and, uh, I got a, a full ride to, uh, uh, a college in Texas, University of North Texas. I get up there and this girl I took to prom, she was older than me. She was already in school. I didn't know anybody at the school. And so she said, hey, you should come to this Bible study. Now, listen, I went to the Rastafarian meetings because I, you know, I like to smoke. I went to uh, Baha'i. I went to everything because I was a free thinker, you know? So I said, why not? Why? I'm, I'm not opposed to going to your Bible study. And so I went and I was like, yo, I like these people. You know what I mean? Like they, I dig these people and I just kept hanging around them more. And I think the transformation happened for me was because they were, they were consistent. It wasn't about me earning this relationship with God. It was just about me accepting it and embracing it. And that's where the transformation started. And then I began to care about positive things. I began to care about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And the miseducation Lauren Hill was spitting that to me. You know what I mean? That album was communicating the things that I began to care about. So that's what I wanted to listen to more than I just no shade to Kirk Franklin or any gospel, but that just wasn't what I grew up on. So I couldn't, you know what I mean? I didn't make sense to my brain, but th- th- this music did. And so that's kind of was my gateway. That's not mm-hmm. the same young lady that encouraged you to essentially start rapping, was it? Because I, I think I heard somewhere that it was because of a young lady that you started to spit. Nah, 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 nah. That was this little girl named uh, down the block. She, okay. You know, I was trying to, I was trying to impress her, so I started <laughs> trying to rhyme at like eleven. You know, just like trying to, trying to impress the young ladies. You know what I'm saying? That was that's how that happened. But yeah, nah. Different story, different scenario. It's it's interesting. So you go away to school. You you glossed over this. I, I want to expand on this a little bit. Um, you got a free ride to college. Right. For sure. Was that an athletic scholarship? Academic? How did that work out? Nah, actually, what was crazy was um, I I wanted to play basketball. The only only school that I got an offer from, I, I wasn't interested in going to. And um, I got mad my senior year because one of my best friends got kicked off the team. So I quit. And um, stupid. I was dumb. But uh, I quit. And I didn't have anything to do with that period. So I started going to uh, I, I took a, a, a drama class and the teacher was like, yo, you really good at this. And and um, she said, you should audition for the scholarship. 
in audition and I and they gave me a full ride, you know, for oh, for, for drama. Yeah. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm, I guess I'll go be an actor. I'll go get my Denzel on. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. Are you doing more of that these days? I mean, I do a little bit, but you know, it's it's hip hop was my first love. Acting was second, you know, and and um, you know, I talked to a a few people. You know what I'm saying? Like when when you you know, I talked to Queen Latifah on set before, and uh, a couple of folks, and they said, "Man, you really got to give up one to be great at the other." You know, so it's kind of you got to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. If you want to be great, you're gonna have to choose one. And I was like, I'm not willing to let go of the rap the music right now you know just to be you know be great at at acting so this is wait queen latifah gave you that gem yeah man i can't gloss over that either man (laughs) can't just be like oh you know queen latifah you know she just gave me some advice yo she i mean she was like look at look at will smith look at ice cube you know one of them had to escalate for the other one to you know what i'm saying so it's like you gotta pick if you're going to be, you can't be, you're not going to be great at both. And, I, and people always say Tupac would have been the next Denzel. And I'm like, I don't know, because if he, if he didn't give up the music, I don't know if he could have got to Denzel Will Smith status without giving up that music. You know what I mean? I, I said it recently on a drink champs episode, like, um, thanks for the plug. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> um, he, he was just talking about how, you know, obviously he kind of started with the music, but the acting kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And, he can always tap the music, but you're in a career, both of those, right? Acting and music, yeah. where you don't, you don't have to retire if you don't want to, right? So right. you have ample time to like switch gears if you'd like for and sure. throttle accordingly. So that yeah. way you can kind of ma- make both uh, make sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Common, but we ain't going to get like water for chocolate again and his brother keep acting in all these shows. It's not happening. So right. by, the by, the way, by the way, Silo was dope. Silo's crazy. Silo's ill. Silo's crazy. It, it made me upset because that's typical with a good show. Like at the end of the season, you're like, "Oh, that's it." And you know, when you binge it, you kind of need more. So I'm right, I'm, right, right. I'm needing yeah. some of that. Bro, I so haven't yeah. watched. What, what is Silo? I'm lost. Oh. <laughs> Apple, Apple TV. What is it? Apple Plus or whatever that is? In Commons in it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But Commons still got bars. I seen him do a freestyle. Unless it's an old freestyle circulating, but he still got it. Right, he still got it. Hell. I just don't think we we we'll, we'll get an album where he can just constantly yeah, nah. music. You know, what you're I'm right. Saying? He'd have yeah. to take off like a year yeah. of acting for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you got so you got a 15 year old, and that's a and, and that's a crazy time in a in a teenager's life. What what is what and is your 15? What, what does he boy, think bro. of dad's music? Um, yeah, who who is Lecrae to your kids? Oh yeah, they they they're, they're no respecter of per. They don't care about none of that. It's <laughs> like yeah, you know I mean they don't that. Unless it can benefit them in some kind of way, they don't care. You know right. what I'm saying? Like we, I took my son to go visit uh, USC, my homeboy DJs, and um, you know Roddy Rich came up to the DJ booth and he got to meet Roddy Rich. Now, now I'm cool. Now he likes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now I'm like, oh yeah, dad. But um, but yeah, if it don't benefit him, it's, it's nothing. Now he does respect the fact that I know music because he's talented. He can, he's a good producer, but he just, he doesn't, mm-hmm. you, I can't force him. Cause he's like, nah, if you're forcing me to do it, I'm not interested. You know what I mean? So, um, but he respects my, my musical knowledge. Uh, but he also, what I have to do is I have to, I have to become a student and let him be a teacher sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Right. For that relationship to thrive. So I got to, cause, cause I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't like NBA young boys music. I don't get it. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, you know, I don't get it. And I, and I, so I said to him, I said, help me get it. Why do y'all like this kid? Like y'all do. And then he became the teacher and he became, he was the one that helped me understand the mindset of people who want to gravitate toward the NBA young boy. The other thing about it is this, a lot of parents, you know, will try to keep their kids away from negativity and things that will uh, influence them in a negative way. For me, I'm like, no, let's experience it together so I could walk you through it. Right. You know I mean? mm-hmm. So I could talk you through these particulars and like ask you questions about certain things. So that way you're not just taking your cues from the culture. But your dad is is along for the ride with you, breaking it down a little bit more, you know, before you right. even know what you're dealing with. So, 
that how does that go over because we we try that with our son and he get like in one sense he likes it but in the other sense sometimes he's like he's like man can you guys just let the song play and stop you know like trying to explain shit all the time yeah yeah nah i mean it it just depends if i if i can play the, the role of the student more it's he enjoys that if i'm playing the role of the teacher the whole time like even as even as i'm teaching mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking questions to teach instead of just telling him stuff gotcha, you know gotcha. i'm like i'm like why do you think he says that you know what i'm saying why do you think he's why do you think he says he feels lonely why do you think he says he is struck why do you think he says he wants to get off codeine what make you mm. why, why, why is he saying he wants to get off codeine um probably because it's like yeah i guess because it's like you know hurting them internally okay so you think that you think that's happening to a lot of artists or what do you think and letting him come to these conclusions where he's the teacher instead of me telling him see that's what i'm saying sir you know the opioid (laughs) price is crazy right 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 shut up i ain't trying to hear all this you you as the student though and trying to figure out why he likes it did did you understand why he liked it did he explain yeah, it away we are like okay i get it now yeah so what what he kept which was kind of pissing me off i ain't gonna lie to you he kept comparing him to tupac and i was mm, like Yo, interesting i was like you pissing me off bro you don't know, <laughs> you know what i'm saying so so we had to watch some some of the tupac uh documentary so he was like okay they're not the same person but there's a similar effect in terms of how he's able to connect with people by his experiences you know what i'm saying i said okay keep talking he's like so they're not because because just being honest tupac was not the most incredible lyricist no you know what i'm saying but he connected at a heart level yeah you know what I'm saying? and, well, and so when i listen to nba young boy i'm like he's not an incredible artist lyricist whatever but it's like nah dad he's connecting at a heart level he's being transparent but it resonates I'm, with them exactly right. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I see the connection now. And then I was listening with a different ear. So I wasn't listening to, be, to hear like exceptional quality talent and like, ooh, bars or whatever. I was listening for like the vulnerability, the transparency, the connection. And I was like, okay, I see. I see what you're saying. So was he able to convince you that it was more than just all his peers think this dude is popping versus he really does like it resonates with him personally yeah so what it was was it's a mix right so it's like it was the danceability because they they all want to like be viral it was the you know somebody who's young who gives a picture of them to the culture but then it was it was also like of the people who are going viral making a lot of noise he has more talent than a lot of them. Cause you know, there's no gatekeepers anymore. Like wh- right. when we was coming up in hip hop, it was gatekeepers. It's like, yo, you ain't talent. You ain't dope. So you can't get through the gate. You know what I'm saying? I know all about gatekeeping because as, as a, as a Christian trying to rap, oh mm-hmm. boy, the gates was up. I had to prove every step of the way. Like right. you, you got to really know what you're talking about. So for him, you know, th- any kid with an Instagram can become an artist, you know, can 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 be popping tomorrow. So there's no one holding the doors. There's no Def Jam saying, ah, no A&R saying, ah, you need some work. It's right, just no magazines, not, put, not writing articles. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So so for them, it's different. The, the, it doesn't have to be exceptional talent. It has to be. Do I connect with your story or something about you? Do I like you? Whatever it is. So. So my job, I feel like with my son is to help him appreciate the difference between popularity and virality and actual, you know, uh, talent and working hard at a craft. And so now the question I ask him is I'll say, hey, play me somebody you think is amazingly talented. And now and then he's scratching his head. Now he's like, all right, pops, you know, someone from your generation. That's crazy talented. So now he's like, all right, all right. That's a different. You gave me a new category to think through. Mm. Yeah. Did he come with anyone yet? He came with a couple people. Um, this is kid, Lil Tyler. Lil Tyler, L-U-L-A-T-U-Y or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil Tyler. And I heard why he's like, okay, he has a unique style. Some of the stuff he talks about. I said, okay, I get it. And so, yeah, I think lyricism 
lyricism is, is a lost art though. That's just something that's never going to be what it, what it was, you know, as for us coming up, it's just like, right. it's like a lost art. It's know? concentrated. You got to, there's still some out there. Yeah. There's still, but it's, it's, it's gone underground again in a yeah, sense. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But I asked you that because as parents, I think we all worry about our kids, especially in the social media age, uh, being just followers and not truly having their self-identity into what they're really into you know i feel like this age versus before um before like if you're into music you were truly a fan of something versus now you just following something right it's easier i mean i'm sure it always existed to follow something but i feel like it's more now than ever because social media just funnels this you know it's like oh you have this many followers then i can just tack onto that just yeah. by amount. Oh, if everybody likes you, then you got to be dope. Yeah, you know, it must be dope. Yeah, right. I agree with that. And that's that's part of the. So so I'm I'll, I'll say this too. I'm unique in that I don't. I have not allowed my kids to have social media. Now, the we watch the social dilemma together. Now it's not like they're not cool with it. Right. You know saying they're not cool with it, and my son had a Finsta account. I found them. You know, I had to shut them down. Like, <laughs> slick, bro. You know what I'm saying? The the ops. Yeah, I mean, I, I know how this game goes. But the reason why is because of that very thing you just said, E, is because I want you to learn to be an individual. And, and while your brain is developing, like, focus on being an individual. Because as you become an adult, you're going to have to get used to being the only one that doesn't fit in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they like, pop dad, man, everybody got TikTok, Instagram. I don't got it. I'm lame. I said, you're going to have to own that, own it and be like, right. yeah, I don't got it. And yeah, it, make, it's going to make you make it, that power, make it your power as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know what I'm saying? And so now my, 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 um, my son, you know, he's like, well, you know, as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to get it. I'm like, that's cool. That's your decision. You, by all means, I'm just telling you, I care about the development of your brain. And for you to know who you are. So I'm I'm not trying to be vindictive. I'm not saying social media is evil. I'm saying as a as an adult, I struggle. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I'm like, why am I gonna let the let you be taught by all of this nonsense? You know, that don't matter. It's like people, I'm unfollowing you. What is that? Is that is that power? Right. Like, like that's stupid. So he gets it now. My daughter doesn't get it. Um, and so She's kicking and screaming and just mm-hmm. it's it's a whole thing. But do any of them have phones? They all got phones. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They all got phones, but you know, I got the whole uh screen time, you know what I'm saying? Just you can't the stuff you can control. Now you gotta be active, you know, you gotta be involved. I made my kids sign a contract, you know, when they got I said, before you get this phone, we're gonna sign a contract that, that says, Hey, if you really want this phone. You will allow me to do phone checks. Mm-hmm. Do we agree to this? Like you, you don't have to get the phone, but if you want the <laughs> phone, will you allow me to do a phone check? And they're like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Of course, they sign their life away without reading the phone. <laughs> it's like, like a record like, deal. Like most, of us, most of us do, right? <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying. Yeah, we're, we're, but, gonna, we're gonna need a copy of that uh contract. I'll I send it to you. Yeah, we're yeah. Facilitate that to the fatherhood's nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. But it's like, yo, you gotta sign a contract. So, you know, there's certain things you can't do. I don't want you posting pictures of your siblings and sending derogatory stuff to them. I don't want you sending pictures of your genitalia. You know, I don't want nothing. Yeah. No, you know, this is what the contract says. And if you violate the terms of the contract, I'm coming to get the phone. You dig what I'm saying? That's just it is what it is. And, and have you found anything on during your phone checks where you're like, it's time to it's time to pause for a little while? Fat, come on, they teenagers, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. How's that? How's that though? When you got so, yeah, what's the repercussions? Yeah, when you got to give them time out on their phone, how does that go down? But see, that's the beautiful thing, right? Because that's what I always tell parents. Look, you may have grown up in an era where you were an authoritarian. And authoritarian parenting works for only so long, right? Mm-hmm. You just this dictator authority. Yeah, when they three and four, it's like, no, yes, no. As they get older, you got to realize, you know, you go from being a cop to being a counselor. And, and as they get older, 
you got to realize you cannot control their actions, but you can control their access. Mm-hmm. You dig? So I, if, if my son wants to go off to school and skip and get high, I can't like I don't have any control over that. If he wants to go cuss somebody out and punch somebody in the face, I cannot control his actions. And some people think they can beat their kids into submission. And now they'll never do that again. You're not like this only going to drive them further away. So I can't control your actions, but I can control your access. So you want a phone. You want them J's. You want the opportunity to get all I'm required to do by law is feed you and house you, Hmm. (laughs) you know, make sure you Hmm. go to school. But the access that you want, oh, you want tele, you want Netflix. (laughs) Oh, you want a phone, you want Wi-Fi. I don't have to give you none of that. So I think we got a mutual agreement. You respect me by not getting suspended, making your grades what they need to be. And I respect you by giving you access. Phone, Netflix, Wi-Fi, Jordans. You know what I'm saying? It's a trade-off. And that's worked best for us. So, you know, Um, it's like... You shut that that Wi-Fi off is a problem. (laughs) What? Yo, so it sounds it sounds like in your household, access to explore so the ability to explore music is is not limited, so to say, right? right. Like it's not like you're like, yo, you can only listen to Christian hip hop, for oh, example. No, no, no. And so I think that's really I think that's the right way to approach it because otherwise it's kind of like what you said earlier. The more you try to be authoritarian, the more they're gonna push toward you know the outer limits, right? Yeah. And so I'm curious just. How does how does that work in your house? Like, for instance, in mine, right? The ratchet, like, you know, I love personally, I love Nicki Minaj and her her bars. Yeah. I'm not letting my kids listen to Nicki Minaj. Right. Or, right. you know, so, some of the 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 raunchy rap. Yeah. What how do you go about it in your house? Again, man, like <clears throat> it, I think it's I think on a certain level. For me, I don't know what that magic age is, but for me, at like 13, I got to let you make some of your own choices so you learn how to fail, so you learn how to navigate stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I can't hover over everything, you know? So so for me, it's like, I, I would rather have access to your world then you hiding it from me and pretending like it doesn't exist. Cause at least I could talk with you through it. So for me, it was like, so I, case in point, I called my son when I was like, yo, I don't want you listening to certain types of music. This he's probably like 12. I think I caught him listening to blue face. Mm. And I was like, yo, do you, do you? And at first I was like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So then I was like, do you even know what a bust down is? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, no. I said, all right, so let's talk about it. So now we're able to walk through it. He was like, dang, I didn't know I was saying all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was just, we processed the music together. And I was like, yo, so just so you know, I don't endorse this message. But I like, I, I want you to like quality music. I also don't think this is a quality song. So you want to listen to something? Uh, let's see if we can find... Let's 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 put you on some quality music. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then it's, we took them. I took them down that road to of like introducing them just the history of hip hop and just like, oh, we gonna you want to listen to that? Let's let's go down this 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 line. But end of the day, you're not again. I can't control everything they do. Like I can I can say no. You can't listen to this ever. They just gonna listen to it when they get to school or when they so and so. So it's better for me to walk with them through it. You know, then to just try to cut it all the way off now. At, but at a certain age, you know, what I'm saying my 11 year old. Nah, it ain't happening. You know, right. but I'm not like Christian only for me. It's like I'm just thinking through the content. Is this something I endorse as a parent content wise? It's the know? message. Right. Yeah. The message above everything else. Yeah. yeah. So so along along these same same lines, like how tell us a little bit about how religion plays in the house and. You, you know, if if the kids are on the same path as you or if you're letting them make choices, how, how does this all work within your household? Yeah. So <clears throat> my thing is this. I think the reason why pastors kids struggle. Is one, I think it's because a. Religion 
is rules that are forced on people. So one, they feel forced. Two, it's not an authentic part of their lives. So they're saying one thing on Sunday morning and then something else is happening at home. So for me, I just want my kids to see the integration. You know, it's not about like head knowledge. It's not just like, yo, do you know First Corinthians, such and such and so-and-so. And, you know, it's more about what are the implications of my relationship with God in my everyday life and how are we fleshing that out? And so um, two examples I'll say is, I mean, yes, I do a Bible study with my kids. You know what I'm saying? that like we, we go through stuff. We go through Proverbs and just break stuff down. Um, we also look at world religions and like, hey, this is what these people believe. And I, I explained to them. I said, the reason why daddy is a Christian and not any of these other faiths is because when you break down a lot of these faiths, it's about you having to work hard to earn a relationship with God. This is the one that says, you, you, you're not really going to get it right. You're imperfect. So you're going to need someone to reach down and help you up. That's why daddy rocks with it. And I, I don't hide my past from him. I tell him I was in the streets. You know, this is what I was into. Um, and then, you know, we'll go feed the homeless. We'll go work with underprivileged schools so they see the it fleshed out, you know, in action. Um, and then another thing, and this this is kind of controversial for some people, some Christians, but I don't, it's 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 my views. Like, I want them to navigate reality. And not be on some like, you know, living in this ivory tower. So even as it pertains, I say like, you know, cuss words, for instance. I'm like, they're words. They're just words. Mm -hmm. The culture has deemed them as either appropriate or inappropriate. But they're just words. You give the power to the word. It's not about the word. It's about the intention behind it. So somebody says, you know, yo good shit man they're actually giving you grace right right. so that's not a that's not a curse that's a that's grace towards you now someone says man that's shit yeah okay that's they tore you down you see what i'm saying so but they're just words and god is not sitting like whoa these words because (laughs) your relationship with god is not dictated upon all these rules and regulations so i want my kids to have a different sense of freedom and not be these weirdo isolated little religious bots right so when they hear a cuss word for the first time they're not like oh you know what i'm saying they understand cultural context i I, that's super important because like the 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 context of it all because you know you, you you you're kind of constructed in a way as a as a person of society where everything's taboo right and so you react instead of like give it a second be like all right your kids are and and this is something i i try to help my wife through because we as parents like you said earlier we can't control right i give i give a zero credit for control after a certain age like there's nothing we can control for them and their actions right and so what we can do is what that's within our power is try to establish the best foundation possible. And that includes putting in some of the bullshit with the good shit, right? And then just having them understand what that all is and yeah. how to leverage it all. Because like we said, like the, the prototypical curse word can have multiple meanings depending on the context and the circumstance. Yeah. So I would prefer, myself included, we don't use them right. because we can find better words. But there's mo- I, I grew up in the Bronx, and that was the environment I grew up in. And elation sometimes came out like using the word shit, right? Yeah. And, uh, and just exclamations, fine. right? Yeah. And I think that's okay. But, but, but where we draw the line is like, don't call each other that term with a foul intent. Right. Then we have a problem. And is it appropriate at this age? So that's what I tell my kids. I say, yo, can you drive? No. Is it is it bad? Is it a is it a crime? I mean, not a crime, but is it a sin for you to drive? No, but it's not appropriate for you because you're underage. So culturally, it's not appropriate for you to use these words. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to use these. There's a words. responsibility behind it. Right. Bam. That's it. You dig what I'm saying? So it's like I just want you to understand what it culturally looks like, and then and that's how we navigate it, man. So again, 
my faith with God is a relationship, not a bunch of rules. If I come to my wife and I say, here goes some flowers for your birthday. I know this is my duty. She, I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's religion. But if I come home like, yo, babe, you know what, man, you just been, you've been grinding. I just appreciate you so much. I got you some flowers. That's relationship. So it's like, I don't want them to approach God like some authoritarian dictator in the sky. I want them to feel like, yo, this is a relationship I can have. And I, you know, cause nobody wants to live life like that. That's just not a healthy way to live. Do you think, do you think you're uh, coming into the music game and, and your career? Do you think coming into it with a grounding and having a spiritual relationship, do you think that saved you from some of the, uh, you know, the, the average shit that might Pitfalls. happen? To, yeah. The, in the, in this industry. That's a good question. I would say yes and no. You know, I say yes and no. I say yes from the standpoint of I had eyeballs looking at me knowing I had to be responsible to really live out what I said I was going to live out. But, you know, I'm, I'm the only difference between me and anybody else is that any other rapper who is not, you know, a, 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 a faith a God-fearing rapper is that I acknowledge my weakness and I say, I need God. You know what I'm saying? Whereas other people say, I ain't weak. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I acknowledge it. So I think that's the struggle is people don't acknowledge it. I acknowledged it. And that helped me um, to just say, oh, I'm weak. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> true story. I'm <laughs> You know, I'm like, yo, I have an addictive personality. I don't want to be, my pops is a drug addict, you know, and I don't want to become that. And I feel like God has given me the strength to say no, but I did, um, 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 oh my God, what's the name of the big rap event that they have? They had it in the Bay. Rolling um, Loud. Rolling Loud? Not Rolling Loud. It's the old, it's the, the older. Before that. Oh, the. That, 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 um, oh, Rock the Bells. Rock the Bells. Yeah. So yeah. I, I did Rock the Bells. And, um, and man, you know, I'm watching Wu-Tang on stage and everybody's blowing loud everywhere. And I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, maybe I just get to contact, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, but I can be honest with myself about that, you know, right. and just say, man, I know this is my, my issue. And instead of acting like I got it together or just going with the flow, it's that reality of like, nah, I know what lives inside of me and I know I'm a werewolf, you know what I mean? And I can wolf out. So let me, let me chill. And so, yes, that has kept me, you know, knowing that man, God has given me the strength because I admit my weakness, but at the same time, the struggle's still there. So I still have fallen to some of the pitfalls. I still have some, it's still some moments where I'm glad that you know, uh, stuff wasn't captured on social media because some people would be like, right. yo, that's the Christian dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. so, but it like, it like, look, man, we all fall short. It's, it's did I get back up and start over again? Yes, I did. You know what I mean? So that's really it's weird. the fact that you're holding yourself accountable even when you fall Facts. and allowing yourself to get up. That that There's actually strength in that. Yeah. Because most people won't hold themselves accountable and then they'll just make excuses for when they fall. Versus just saying, oh, I, I fucked up. Yeah. I got to exactly. pull myself out of this. I got to do better. Yep. You know, and allow themselves. I think there's more strength in that than, than weakness, you know? And, and, and forgiving yourself at the same right. time, right? Yeah. Like, Which is tough. It's yeah. hard. because you, you to forgive you, yourself sometimes. Because you, you think of yourself as a hypocrite, right? Like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I do it. And now I'm, I can't even look at myself, right? Right. Own, like, admit it and then, like, go through the motions. So... How do you guys, how do you guys teach your kids that? Because I, I, I've seen that that's a bit of a struggle. Like when my son makes a mistake and it, you know, for a young, for younger kids, it feels like it's the, like they made the biggest mistake in the world or it's the end of the world when, you know, they've failed or done something wrong. And it's like, yo, you got to just learn from it, forgive yourself yeah. and do better next time. How do you, how do you guys deal with, with trying to convince them and get that confidence it's almost like a confidence to forgive yourself yeah i mean mine are, mine are too young to like, mine are three and five and i'm trying to figure it out 
Three and five, man. You done, man. You cook. Your retirement plan is over, bro. <laughs> I'm in the trenches. That's why I was late today. Sorry, by the way. But my daughter, she woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. You cooked, man. Yeah, now nah, I know that that life. Uh, I, I know for me, I practice apologizing and practice transparency because I never seen an adult apologize to me ever in my life. Mm ever in my life you know so so i think when they see you being vulnerable like that being you know you're not a superhero then you are also convincing you reminding yourself oh i'm not a superhero and i don't have to pretend like i am you know what i mean um showing them your humanity now i'm not getting too deep into it you know but i just show them my humanity i remember my son he got bullied probably around seven or eight years old. And some older kids were, you know, uh, bullying them, punching them up a little bit. And I got, I got hot at them. I was like, you know, cause that's how I was ready. Like, you know, you don't mean no little punk, you know what I mean? You stand up for yourself. I got on him. And then I came back and I apologized to him. And I said, you know what? I was wrong for that. I said, to be honest with you, daddy grew up in a lot of trauma. I was forced to fight like a pit dog, a pit bull. And a lot of insecurities made me feel like, man, if I'm not the toughest person in the room, then I'm not a real man, yeah. you know? And so I said, that's not okay. And man, I apologize. Um, you know, I do want you to be able to defend yourself, but I don't want you to ever feel like you're, you, you're weak for crying. You know, I said, I said, I cry too. Sometimes he was like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that but, was a moment for him. But keep it a buck, though. Even right now, if you do find yourself in a moment that you feel like crying, is your first instinct, yo, let me get away from these kids? Or like, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. You don't even see me like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, right, man. You ask your kids to bring the Kleenex for you. <laughs> yo, I wish I could, I wish I could get to that level. I wish I could. Yeah, yo, go wipe the snot off that. <laughs> what's crazy you is, spot. <laughs> what's crazy is for me, like the big tear jerkers are like you know, like a like a dope like ESPN thirty for thirty, right? On some like real deep like sports like heartfelt shit. Yeah, bro, you see me in the like we'll be watching as a fan. You see me in the corner like that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, inconspicuous tear wiping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. It, it, it bonded us, man. I think that bonds you and it, it helps. It helped our relationship, my son and I, you know, because he's seen the vulnerable sides of me, you know, and you know, I, he's a teenager. You know, I went, I went off on him before, you know, I ripped the shirt up in the whole night. Like, no, nigga, you think you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and I had to come back and apologize and be vulnerable and let him know, like, yo, this is what I said. You know, I know you probably think I was going crazy. Let me tell you what I went through as a kid. And, you know, it doesn't make it okay. You know, I've been abused. I've been molested. I've been beat up. I done had a car, see me hit by a car by an adult because they was mad at me crazy, all kind of craziness. But that don't make it okay. But I'm just trying to give you some context to, you know, where I'm, what I'm having to battle through. And, you know what I'm saying? And that vulnerability helps build the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, okay. To answer your question, for me, it's is I I try to do it based on action, because I find myself if I try to get into the whole conversation of of it, I lecture and then tension goes to zero, right? right. So I just try to live it. I'm flawed consistently in trying to do it, but that is always my intention, and I do find myself often enough, more so now than ever, just because through thank God through getting older, I'm getting more mature. So apologizing. Finally. Yeah, I know. Well, don't, <laughs> don't clap yet, bro. It's still a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. But the apologies do make a difference. And I see they don't say it, but I see their reaction similar to what you just described, Lecrae. Like they're kind of like, yo, okay, this is different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do the apology thing too. And the young age, and I see the the difference. To yeah. stop and say, you know, I, I'm sorry. That was like when I, if I sometimes if I react and I get loud with them and I know that it kind of that was an overreaction, 
um, I'll just stop for a second and I'll apologize to them. And I see that that it does have a positive effect when they see me, and they and it kind of like it, it neutralizes everything in that moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's critical. I think as as of as you're developing your relationship with your kids, like we're gonna go, we're gonna get out of pocket as parents. The kids are gonna get out of pocket as kids. Mm-hmm. When you know when when you're done with the drama, take your moments, go to your corners, come back at some point, and you as a as the older person in the relationship here probably should extend the olive branch and like start with the apology and just like have the conversation. Cause even if it was like, yo, you did some foul stuff, little kid, like, and here's what I saw. And this is why I got all hot. Like explain the course of, of why it got to that point. Right. Yeah. That settles in their minds. It's like, okay, at least I understand. I didn't love that. My father screaming at me, but I get why. And then you can get, you know, to a better place together. Right. Yo, this Sorry, is go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Now I just say this is this is dope to me. It's wild to see a bunch of grown men, you know, talking about apologizing to their kids. Like you would never <laughs> think we we got to this place, you know what I mean? Especially if you was raised in a culture of hip hop, because this is like yeah. it's almost counterintuitive, you know what I mean? It's wild. Well, that's what I was gonna say is that, and I'll say this to anybody listening or watching us, that's a that's a father, a parent. Sometimes you gotta you know, when you react or, or you do something and you kind of know that was a little wild. Um, it's probably not what your kid did. It's really your past trauma that you're dealing with. And we just don't we don't deal with it. especially us as men. We grew up in a macho society. And we're still dealing with trying to figure that out. We still mm. are, are trying to break that macho chain, you know, like. It doesn't mean that you not to be a man that that has nothing to do with it. It's just, you know, we're overcompensating and we're overdoing it and we're dealing with our own traumas and we're reacting within ourselves. And then it it comes out to our kids sometimes, you know, just we're just overdoing it. Sometimes you just got to stop for a second. Say, hold up a second. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go on go in on you like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you just you took a banana you wasn't supposed to take. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, son. <laughs> my three year like, well, what the hell did I do? <laughs> my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, right. It wasn't right. about the banana. It was right. about Keisha in the 12th grade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like whatever the hell's inside of you gotta deal with that, man. Right. I remember I remember one one episode a couple years ago we had Sif on Cypher Sounds and and it, he was talking about like how his his wife would snap on the kids sometimes and and uh and he's thinking in his mind like I'm not going to do that. He's like, all she did was take all like the clothes out of one of the drawers and just put it on the floor. He's like, I can just put those clothes back. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I don't have to flip. <laughs> I don't have to flip out on, on yeah. her. You know what I mean? You know, you got to choose your battles too, man. Like everything doesn't have to be that crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I took a trip to LA with my son and he was um he was packing his bag, you know, on the way back home t- to Atlanta, and he was just throwing clothes in the bag. And I was like, "Yo, my man, you gonna fold those up and put them in the bag?" <laughs> and I, it was early in the morning. I'm tired, and I'm just I'm about to, you know. He looked at me. And he said, "But why? I'm just gonna take them right back out. So why do they need to be folded up?" And it was about to piss me off. But then <laughs> I was like. I don't want to fight. This is a stupid battle. You win. I don't care. It's not, it's like, what, what is, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the overall, what's, what's this going to hurt in this moment? Cause I know I'm a spaz on this kid. Cause I'm mad this early. And it's like, yo, choose your battles right now. What's more important? Getting to the airport, getting on a plane, getting home, like, bye, bye, bye. You know what I'm saying? There's another time for a life lesson about responsibility down mm-hmm. the line. You know what I mean? That's where I suck right there. Uh, the- Time and place <laughs> for the lessons. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm getting slightly better again as I age, but man, do I find myself in situations where after the fact, I'm just like, yo, that was dumb, Manny. Why would you even like create this friction for what? And, and even in your example, Lecrae, like your son's not wrong. Right. But throw it in this bag and I'm going to throw it out as soon as I get to where I'm going. Like he's not wrong. Right. But there's a certain decorum that we're accustomed to. It's like, yo, I need. 
like fold like right you want your shit to look nice or you you could be like be like all right you're gonna wear the the wrinkled clothes that's on you (laughs) they look crazy (laughs) they don't care my son doesn't give a damn doesn't care now at 10 he's like all right maybe i'll iron a shirt like dad can you iron my shirt but before yeah listen yeah it ain't worth the battle so i'll just like you know what i'll just yeah, it's whatever, man. It ain't worth the battle. You know what I'm saying? Like I told we were in the airport. It's funny, same trip. We in the airport, and he's um, you know, he's he gets his drink, whatever, whatever, and it's like I say, yo, you want to hit the bathroom before we get on the plane? You know, you 11 now, you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to go to the bathroom before we get on the plane? He's like, No, nah, I'm good. I was like, No, nah, you should probably go to the bathroom. I'm not trying to force you, you're not a little baby, but I'm just you probably should go to the bathroom before you get on the plane. He was like, I'm good. Then we get on the plane mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, I'm at the window. He's in the middle. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, this my man, we flying uh, Comfort on Delta and some stranger sitting right here. And you, you I know he's socially <laughs> like, I don't want to tap the stranger. I said, mm-hmm. I know you don't want to do it, but I'm not going to help you. You don't want to go to the bathroom. You got to learn the hard way. He's like, Dad, I gotta go to the bathroom. I said, Cool. Tell the man right next to you. You got to. Can you get up? He's like, Oh, I want to talk to this person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yo, my man, I told you to go to the bathroom. You know, left to learn. You know what I'm saying? So he like, never did it. He never tapped him. No. Yeah. Oh, no oh man. <laughs> Yo. Oh, it. Like that poor bladder, bro. <laughs> he ran off the plane. Ah. <laughs> but look, man, you gonna learn to listen to my advice in the future because I'm not gonna be the, you know, time to go potty. You know what I mean? Nah, you're 11. I told right. you. You know what I mean? Our way. I have what before we head out because I know we're up on time a little bit. Um, I have one music question for you, and sure. so I wouldn't call myself a devout Lecrae fan because I don't know enough about your work. Like I've sure. dabbled, right? Yeah. But I've almost everything that I listen to. You and Lecrae are collaborating. I'm sorry, you and Andy Minio are collaborating on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, like the the the. Music algorithms pair y'all pair y'all with me. Yeah. So and it's dope. Everything is dope. But I was I was listening to Ben about it recently. Sure. And I had never seen the music video. Mm-hmm. And I saw the music video. Yo, it was like a master class in my house when I saw that. Wow. And if you two, if K and E, if you haven't seen it, please go see. It's it's called Ben About It. It's Andy Minio's song featuring Lecrae. Mm-hmm. They go through like all iconic music, uh, like hip hop album covers, like it's the illest day. I, I don't know whose concept it was, but yeah. When so a that was dope, but b y'all collaborate so often. At least it feels like that to me. Yeah. Are you just waiting for him to have a kid for y'all to form like a dad super group? Yo, my man, I don't think Andy gonna ever have a kid. He just likes practicing. I think he you should just. <laughs> I don't think he's ever going to have a kid, like being honest, because, you know, I, and that's his story to tell. But I, th- but I mean, he's admitted it before, but publicly. But I think his thing is like um, his pops failed him so miserably. Uh, and he's like, man, um, I know in, in order to be the dad I want to be, I got to let go of all of these things that I'm shaping in my life, you know, and is that selfish or is it not? And I. You know, my thing is like, nah, it's not. But I think having a kid is like having a partner. There are benefits that you can't get if you're single. And there's detriments that you won't have to deal with if you're single. So it's like having a kid is there's benefits you just will never have if you don't have them. And then there's detriments that you'll never have to think about if you if you don't have them. So it's like, you know, that that joy of somebody just looking up to you and being like, you know, you are the person that that proud moment when they accomplished something that you was just like you worked on, like you just will never experience that. You know what I'm saying? But the pain, they will cause you, 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 you relieved of that as well. So that's the catch 22 of it all. And I don't know if he'll ever do it, man, but you know, Andy and I are real similar because again, we're both kids, ch- children of hip hop. 
And that's what, what the difference is, is we grew up in hip hop. So we have a respect for the craft. We, we're not a fan of we are we are rappers who are Christian. We're not Christian rappers. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're not a fan of people who just I know God. Now I'm going to rap. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a fan of people who like, nah, I respect the art form, the craft, the hip hop. It's the culture I was raised in. And now I'm just incorporating my faith the same way Brand New being a Lupe or, or Wu-Tang would do. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what we're doing. You know, but the first time I heard your music, I didn't know you were a Christian artist. Word. Someone Word. had to tell me, I was like, nah, this dude's too nice. Like, what are you talking about? Because my my history and being around like Christian artists or gospel, yeah. I was like, and, and I had seen a lot of hypocrisy in that yeah. world. Um, yeah. but then I was like, man, this is dope. Like, I like I really, really thought I I it didn't even come into my mind that you were a Christian artist until someone actually told me. Yeah, which I think is dope and is the way it should be, you know. X. Yeah, man. It just just be dope. It's like, and, and that's what's gonna make people respect it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I feel like we are we're aching. We're, we kind of like the South. It's like people who didn't respect Outkast and Goody Mob initially. It was like, what is this? And they had to earn the, the right to be heard by being right. dope. Right. And that's really it. I felt the same way. It was like, oh, y'all think y'all okay, I got you. I see what you oh, so cool. You know, we just gonna we just gonna do our thing. And so well, yeah. pro- props to you, bro, because that is yeah, not for a real. thing to b- cut through. And I'm still you still yeah, I'm sure you're still fighting. But um, yeah. ha- having those two Grammys in the background, I think, helps. Yeah. A bit. You know, man, look, I made a song. I got a song with De La Soul and a picture with Lauryn Hill. I achieved more that's gold than my little 12-year-old <laughs> nice. self. See, that's that's the hip hop in you. That's how I feel, too, about <laughs> a lot of things. Like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Look, I'm I'm good. Everything know? else is icing on the cake. <laughs> you feel me? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, why, why don't we why don't you um Lecrae leave the audience with kind of I don't know, just a, a piece of sage advice for any mm-hmm. fathers out here who might be struggling to you know figure out the right path or do the right thing with their kids. Like what would you what would you advise them on? Yeah, I, I would just say this, you know. <clears throat> You'll notice that most people don't write books about parenting in that teenage space. It's usually little kids or when they're adults and their kids are grown up and they forgot how hellish they were. Mm. So mm. Uh, I would say think of parenting in stages, you know what I mean? And I would say, you know, the initial stage is, you know, you are you're the cop. I mean, just straight up and down. You got to police everything. Like, don't touch that. Don't go there. Don't do this. You know, you are that. Um, I think the second stage is you're the counselor. So it's like you, you're you talking with them constantly, asking them questions. That's that teenage stage, you know, like preteen, teen stage, you're a counselor. And then once they leave the house, now you're a consultant. You know, they call in, hey, yo, what do you think about this? That's the goal anyway, is for them to want to consult with you. Right. So I would say build a relationship with your kids now to where they want to consult with you later. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get annoyed at them talking and asking you a bunch of questions when they're little because they're going to turn into teenagers. They ain't going to want to say a damn thing to you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So listen, pay attention, ask, enjoy that because it's, it's, it's all in stages, you know what I'm saying? And just... That's how I that's how I look at it. You know, you 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 you're never gonna be dealing with the same person their whole life. They're gonna become different people throughout. And uh hang on for the ride, man. You know, Yo, that's saying? that's crazy how you just right now off the top did the trailer for the collab book that we're about to write about parenting. Many manifesting business moves right <laughs> crazy, <Right>. Lecrae. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You got you that. say you yeah, look yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just you know what I'm saying. Just give me a shout out on the back. I think it's super dope that y'all are doing this, man. This is this is what's next. I mean, we don't we never had nothing like this. You know, hip hop is 50 years old, and just to see you know, these spaces and places again, like even with, you know, to, to you, Eve with drink champs, it was like, it was like, Oh shoot, a place where I can hear from people that I grew up on. And right. I respect it was like, man, we need, it's just, it's, it's, we need to mature and there needs to be a space for us yep. to grow up and, and, and still be culturally relevant. So I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for this. Yeah, Appreciate I represent it. white beards and hip hop. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Donald Craig, thank you so much, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you, man. Great.
keep keep yeah, fighting man. that good fight and putting out that great music, bro. Because yo, yeah. my, my kids love it, and it's it's a great opportunity for us to bond. Um, it, you know, in safe space with dope yeah. bars. So sure. really appreciate all the work you and and all the homies that you collab with do. Yeah, man, appreciate y'all, man. That's love, love and respect, man. Let's right, stay connected, please. Yeah, by all means, man. I um. I just throw my info in the chat. Y'all can keep it up. You know yep. what I'm saying? Right, and we bro. need and we need that contract too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Word, 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 word. Make that a, a downloadable PDF for all the parents out there. <laughs> all right. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.